and welcome to podcast 274 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Dupe, Friday Night FM and Mad FM. Who? Welcome. Who Who indeed? Who indeed? Hello. Put hashtag handles there. Um, yes, yeah, so which is number nine. To, so. As it says, I know reference to my love handles. But can only see your face your, and your shoulders, Dupe. We don't know anything about you. Love handles. And I'm a believer. Okay. I, I have no idea what that's in reference Not to. Sure anyway, what <laughs> <laughs> on this week's pod, we're going to have a quick beat to save review and a reminder of our full release plans. And then we'll be looking at how we would go about building a scouting network, which has been requested as well as being on our slate for quite a while. So now that the full game has dropped, it's the perfect time to to look at it in full detail. So, um, who wants to get started with this beta save review? You're going to look silly when it doesn't actually drop because we're recording this before it's actually dropped. Peek behind the curtains. Inception. Mm. Technically, it should be released in two hours' time. Mm. Which either we, means we are, we are recording this very, very late. Would we still be here? Or or something's gone here. very, very wrong. <laughs> anyway. Either could be right. Did Mad just say we'd still be here? In two hours. We weren't doing a quiz. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> okay, anyway, so we, uh, beta save. I've actually started a new one, Mad. And Matt, because that's what I meant to say. Tell me, tell me about <laughs> it, too. Tell me about it, too. I want to hear about it. Come on. Let me hear about it. Um, it's getting late. Yeah, I went, to, I, went to, I went to full ham um, and full ham. did some things. Yeah, I just I fired a stream up actually, Matt, which is uh, surprising for me. And uh, yeah, we just kind of randomly picked Fulham, basically because Andreas Pereira. Um, and I wanted to see if I could get like a free at the back system working because people were complaining about free at the back systems. So uh, we're doing all right at the moment. We are currently uh, mid season. Well, we've actually I say mid season, mid season on games, but um, we've just done the World Cup and. We have currently fourth best for goals conceded. So we're obviously doing something right. I brought in a few players in the winter window because uh, I disabled the first window to try and speed things up. Um, Facundo Torres was one that we brought in. Mukoko um, we've brought in because uh, Mitrovic is scoring loads of goals and he's going to leave soon. Uh, yeah, we brought in a couple of other players that I can't pronounce and yeah, pretty good. We're doing quite well. Save that for TikTok. Maybe. Or maybe not. <laughs> How far did you go? This thing, uh, we're currently on the twelfth of Feb. Okay. Um, one thing. One thing is, uh, we're, we're obviously working on very tight budgets, and I did tweet it out today. But for the last few years, I've loved bringing in wingers and playing them in a, an attacking, in like all on the centre mid line, but like as an, uh, a centre mid attack or whatever, or a Mazala, for example. Um, and actually, I, I've done it this season with Fulham, but I've done it for a a right back actually his attributes are good enough to to kind of play down we're re- retraining him it's a 27 yard i mean that you can't teach old dog tricks but we're going to try um he's great at set pieces and penalty taking so that also adds just to to another bow but yeah i'm basically trying to force him because he he can he can run he can cross he can do long shots he can do all the things that you would want from a you know from a player that will, will drift out a little bit wider as well um, and yeah, I just couldn't find somebody for cheap. So I thought, do you know what? We'll mold somebody into it. So uh, project left back, uh, right back as a midfielder. I'll let you know. He's basically a cheap Trent, but not actually Trent. 
Who is this, he? Do? This guy can defend. Um, he got he, a name. He's a Croatian, uh, <laughs> and he used to he, <laughs> on the game. He starts at Celtic. Uh, it's Juranovic. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, right back. Twenty-seven. Stop stealing the TikTok content. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, that was kind of, that's kind of right. Um, the C's got a hat on it. I don't know what that fucking means. But um, yeah, he... The C has got a hat on. He seems to do quite well. Um, so we are, we, we, his, his technique, his passing, and his uh, vision are within like the realms of a, a relatively good centre midfielder. Uh, we are training that as well, double kind of intensity. But I'm just intrigued to see how far six months will go with him. Uh, and I'm quite excited. We also needed a never centre back, and I brought in a guy called Phil Jones. I don't know if you know this guy. Um, and Manchester United are paying a hundred grand of his wages, and I'm paying nine grand of his wages. So it seems a steal. Um, and then the last guy uh, is a Norwegian, and I recommend I recommend a lot of people are going to sign this guy. Uh, and actually, I think when me and Joe were talking about it, he'd be perfect for uh, Joe's save, which I'm sure he'll talk about later. Uh, is Leo Ostegard from mm. um, Napoli? If you've got the name fix, um, he's a 23-year-old Norwegian, six foot, so it's a little bit short for my centre back liking. He has 17 aggression, 17 bravery. Uh, he has 17 work rate and 16 determination. Uh, the guy can head uh, as he's got 16 heading, uh, 15 tackling, and his physicals are very good. Um, he's just a little bit short, but he he wor he's he, working. Was he at Southampton? Stoke, yeah, for Coventry. He did a bit. Of, he did a little time at Brighton, but here it says he hasn't actually played at Brighton. He's been at Coventry and Stoke, and yeah, I brought him in for three point three million. So he's cheap as chips. Uh, the minute I brought him in, he's raised Raising, up yeah. to twenty twenty five. Uh, ambitious personality at twenty three years of age. I think this guy could be a very very good centre back for most saves, and actually could be quite cheap to pick up. So yeah, go check him out on your save. Let him kind of see how good he is because he is scarily good here and. Uh, I'd be intrigued to see how well he plays in that midfield, that centre, kind of that centre of the three. As he's got two big boys next to him. He's got Tossin, who's six foot five, and he's got Diop, who's six foot four, the other side. So we don't lack in height. But yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's I've been enjoying it, to be fair. It's a good little save. That's some going in. We'll move on to you. I just, I'm just looking at him there. He's gone, he was at Brighton, and then he's gone Coventry, Stoke, Genoa, all alone. And now he's at Napoli in their top of Syria. Fair play. Mm. I mean, I love how we're trying to do this quite quickly. We're, Sorry. We're, we're 10 minutes deep and we're still... Sorry. Well, the, my, my thoughts here, mate, is, is the longer we take on this, we ain't got to do a quiz. So it's fine. Through that. Yeah, but we haven't even got to remind her of full release plans, which will take another... Uh, oh, Jesus. I'll do it in a sentence, my one. Okay, there you go. And I can make it easy for you. I told you I was doing a West Brom save for the beta. I got as far as April and then there was quite a, there was a few updates. So I said... Uh, I was actually in third and I was like, I really want to finish it. But I also really kind of didn't really, I was kind of like, I knew there was changes made and I was like, does it really matter? So I kind of just lost lost the run of it. Um, and we ended up going over to Atalanta. But I've only gotten as far as September because I've never ever played with a 5-3-2, like a three at the back. Um, for like, I would say, I would say I'd have to go back to either early FMs or late CMs when I was messing around with that tactic. Um, so that's I spent a lot of time just trying to figure out what the hell is going on there because it's literally that long since I've used it and I have a lot to learn when it comes to things like wide centre backs and proper use of wing backs um, because I've always always been heavily reliant on wingers and inside forwards so I didn't really progress too far in the season 
Um, I bought in, brought in one player as a centre midfielder. Joe, you might know him. He was at Villarreal, Manu Manu Morales or something like that. Good little player. Um, yeah, I wanted a. I kind of wanted just a bit of a mix between a playmaker and a box to box, and I thought that the the legs were kind of lacking in the Atalanta side. Um, and I kind of touched on that last week. Those two lads up top, uh, Luis Muriel and Duvin Zapata. Oh my God, they're outstanding. And and the one other player I was really enjoying tweaking the roles for was um, Malinowski as a licking between kind of shadow striker and then elements of uh, attacking midfielder. Um, but the long shots and the goals that chap scores. I was going to say, what's his long shots on this version? Yeah. Decent. Same. It's nineteen in FM twenty two. I think yeah, it's I good. think it's still the same. Uh, if memory serves me, but I have to double check again. But that the Zapata knockdowns into Malinovsky yeah. forward runs and it's beautiful honk from distance. Oh. You should have seen the goals he was scoring, and even the friendly. Obviously, friendlies are friendlies, but I was like, this is outstanding to watch. In you know, against shitty teams, granted. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's something I would expect to come back to after after we. Well, I probably won't get through the main save the raid I play. But if I do get a second save in an FM23, I might go back to Atalanta again. Noise. Joseph, I know you sort of Hello, flicked, flicked and moved around quite a bit. Had a few different saves on the go at different times throughout the beta. A similar thing, just obviously when anything was patched or anything like that, obviously just starting a new save up. But last week I started a nice save with Nice. And... <laughs> It's, it's all right. I kind of I've done the normal thing. I simmed the season just to see what was going on, you know, create a little bit of, you know, an individual save universe. And then they'd finished seventh, so they qualified to qualify for the Europa Conference League. Um, something Man United fans will be uh, getting used to. And um, <clears throat> I thought, yeah, I'll take them over. I always, always kind of like their their team. Casper Dolberg, Calvin Stengs, you know, they've got some mm. good youngsters in there. When I actually got in there, they were massively in the red, and I was like, oh, but seeing as they're owned by Sir Jim Ratcliffe, I was kind of thinking they might be a bit of a sugar daddy. But massively in the red, no no transfer budget. So offloaded a few, few kind of, I suppose, assets that had a bit of value to them, but then... I didn't get an increase in my transfer revenue, so I had about three million to spend, and then had three forty-year-olds in the team, and the rest were all kind of early twenties. So I wanted to sort the midfield out first. So I got who? I'm just trying to think now. I got Lanzini on a free transfer, and bear in mind I don't even play him when I do a West Ham save, so that was you know great <laughs> signing. Bakayoko from Chelsea. You know, and he's actually for the French league. He's still a decent defensive. I'd say he's class anyway. If he hasn't deteriorated too much, like I always he's, used to he's loan him bad. from Chelsea. He's got he's got that thing, hasn't he? Where you rate him on his IRL form compared to what his attributes are. I think he's one of those players. And I thought you know sod it. He was two point one million. He was transfer listed for, so I got him in. Um, bearing in mind, Aaron Ramsey was on 175 grand a week. They had Nicholas Pepe on loan, was paying him 100 grand a week, I think. Like it probably went from a million pound a week wage budget down to about 400 grand at the end of the season once I'd cleared everybody out, got them back into the black. So I think they were 10 million in the red, ended up being about 40 million in the black, 500 grand a week in the wage budget, which obviously I could have adjusted, but I didn't at the time because I kind of thought, Do you know what? 
I'll play my cards as they as they've kind of been handed to me. Um, signed Marcelo, the left back, on a free transfer. Um, thirty five years old, still obviously fantastic mentals, but lad couldn't run a bath, let alone up and down <laughs> the left hand side of the pitch. But I thought for for being a character, he's he, you know if you're going to do mentoring or anything like that, he's he's a good person over there. The person, well, the captain that would play left centre back next to him is Dante, and he's forty and he's still there. Um, safe to say, I, I'm not playing him. Um, is it uh, Mattia Viti or Vita? I can't remember. But, um, but I tweeted about him as a left-sided centre half. Blimey, he's really, really good. Like if you're going to go and look for a left-footed centre half, he's relatively cheap for a top-level club left-footed and has got all the attributes that you'd want from a centre-half, plus he can pass the ball as well. So he's he's kind of about the only diamond that I've got left um, in the team. Dolberg isn't as good as he used to be. I think from his Ajax days of being a bit of a wonder kid, he's pony now. Um, on the right side, cutting in, I had uh, Stengs, who I think Curti used to love mm. um, when he was at um, AZ. Again, bit shit to be honest. Not not the greatest for me. Um, Sofian Diop playing as a number ten, big time baller. He could, he he could definitely go somewhere in the Premier League. So he's he's one to look out for. And then they've got Andy Delort. I think his name is. Plays up front. He's a good. He's very good, isn't he? If you look at him, kind of yeah. yeah. He's he's into his thirties, but as a pressing forward, he's mm. got some really good attributes. And you, I said to him because he basically was bitching and moaning about wanting to leave. I said, if someone gives me 20 million, you can go. And a few of the bottom half Premier League teams, like Bournemouth, Brighton, teams like that, come in with 20 million, he rejected them. So although he wants to leave, he wants to leave for a club probably with higher aspirations, but because of his age, they ain't coming in for him. Um, And yeah, he kind of put in a team together and it was like... (sighs) It was not great. I probably had two or three good players, and I'm kind of thinking, well, it's France, so you know, Champions League. I've struggled, mate. I've been mid-table most of this season. I've just started picking up some results, and I've it's basically I've I've gone I've I've pulled the risk ruler down. So I've gone from positive. I'm now playing cautious and balanced on the mentality, and I tell you what, it's just sorted the team out so much. Um, worked the ball into the box as well because I found them all just you know you had Dolberg, Stings, and Delort just shooting every time they got the ball so i've kind of backed that right off and basically said right no you know we need to slow it down and you know basically take our chances better and, and our form has picked up to be honest so i'm probably about three points off of the european spots at the moment probably about 15 games to go so that, that's a possibility um i have signed a winger that i've never signed before from Mulder. i think his name's fafana and i might i'll have to search it and and Double check. I haven't put it on the Twitter thread yet, but Liverpool won him. I went head to head with Liverpool, and I massively overpaid on his wages. But uh, I got him, and Liverpool didn't. So, um, fuck you. <laughs> that it, it was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. that's the guy. Yeah, really quick winger. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure I only paid five and a half million for him, but I think I've paid about eighty grand a week. So he wanted about one hundred and twenty grand a week. So I've wow. done it. I've got him about 80 grand and I've put loads of incentives in there. He's really nice. Good flair as well. Yeah, but I think he's 
a good kind of budget player. Obviously suits the league perfectly. Um, and he's come in and I've gone from playing an inverted winger on that kind of AMR spot to just playing him as a winger on support. And literally he's getting like between eight and nine average ratings like every game he's played so far. So <clears throat> again, another turnaround. So yeah, it's, it's been interesting. I've actually quite enjoyed it because I've struggled and it doesn't help that when, you know, your opposition goalkeeper just launches the ball and fucking defender just goes, oh, there's a fucking football up there. That's nice, isn't it? And then <laughs> lets the opposition striker just come through for an easy, easy tap in. Um, but hey-ho, that's that's what base is all about. So we'll see today Spe- when the game comes out. Speaking of centre-halves, Joe, because when you tweeted about Vitti, you mentioned um, another guy, Scalvini, right? He's the guy I have here at um, Atlanta. Yeah, well, I had him at Villarreal. In he's, 22, mate, and he's, so you liked him last year. He's yeah, phenomenal. He's, he's very, very good. I mean, he don't even look like he's got pubes when you look at his player profile picture. Yeah, yeah. But if you if you sign the pair of those, you've literally got an Italian centre half duo for fifteen years. Like you wouldn't need to replace him. Like I think I just looking at him, and I mean he's. he's I think primarily a centre half. Maybe you could stretch him into a DM as well. It looks like, but nah, he may, he's, I'd he's be surprised if, uh, if you watch him in real life. He's a he's yeah. a centre half all day long. I have a feeling we'll be talking about him around team of the year in about eleven and a half months time. Hey, spoilers! But you remember, the lit. Everyone obviously wanted the lit, and I know mm. obviously he plays top level, but he's kind of gone off the radar now, isn't he? True. Yeah, I think Scalvini's probably the next one. Love it. He scored in the Champions League, didn't he? Um, in the group stages, I think as well, and it was that you know that Leonardo yeah, we DiCaprio it, meme, yeah, you know, where he just points at, you point to the screen, yeah. <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> I think I was, I think I was actually set, I was signing in for not Anderlecht. I think it might have even been like Brighton on that little save I did, and he was scored that night after you mentioned him to me as well. I think I think we were watching on the goal show. It was a bit strange. Yeah, good little player. Hopefully, uh, my my beta save stuff. I've, I've had a poke around Forest, and that's about it. I didn't really do anything spectacular. I got I didn't. I felt like I couldn't really sign anyone because they've done all of the signing, even if I wanted to. Budget's kind of dead. Um, See, that's what we see in a season, Matt. Mm. <laughs> uh, I, I should have done that. Get fucked up. Yeah, I should have. I should have. But then I might be saving that for. Further plans later on down the road, you see. And I thought, Eyes emoji. It's only, it's only two weeks that I've got to to have a proper mess about. So I, I did have a mess about, checked out all the new features and stuff. But that's more of what it, more of what it was for me than actually putting any time into a save, knowing that where am I going to get in two weeks? Um, which leads us neatly onto our reminders for full release plans, because some of us were in two minds as to what we were going to do. So hopefully now that. Uh, launch is literally sort of two hours away ish um that we've maybe cemented those plans now dupe you've already announced what you're going to be doing anyway so you may as well confirm it fully what you're actually going to do yeah um so we kind of toyed through a couple of ideas and some good ideas some not so good ideas and some stupid ideas and i decided to go for the last one uh, a bloody stupid idea uh, we are going to go and manage TSV 1860 Munich. Um, and the aim for that is to build a side that can one day overtake um, Bayern Munich on 
everything they've ever won. So when you start the save, Bayern Munich are currently 31 Bundesliga titles ahead, 18 Pokals and six European Cups. So my aim is to win them plus whatever they win whilst I get to the to the level. It's a little bit easier because Germany finance wise is 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 pretty forgiving. Registration wise is pretty forgiving. Um but Bayern Munich are a machine. Um so yeah, that is kind of what we will be starting tomorrow or last week when the pod comes out. And uh I genuinely look really look forward to kind of seeing what I can do with this and throwing a couple of curveballs in there whilst we get started. So yeah, I'll be intrigued. You remind me which league they're in, Dupe. Is it the... I, I never can't remember the difference. There's a Schreibind league and a... a, a two or three. Schwei. <laughs> they are... Um, third nine, ter- it's, uh, third it's, tier? <laughs> it's the third tier, yeah. Uh, nice. My German isn't great. Liga um, three. Schwei Bundesliga. Drei Bundesliga. Yes, that. Exactly that. Um, they, they aren't... Yeah, they're not, not the greatest of sides, I'll be honest. But they've got some players... I, I dabbled in a little save uh, for, I think it was FM18, where we did a little 1860 save. And they've got some, one or two of the players. Um, so, I mean, kind of be nice to kind of hook back up with them and, and see where we can go with it. But yeah, it's, it's a hell of a mission. It's at least 34 uh, seasons <laughs> long if... <laughs> Bayern Munich don't win another Bundesliga title uh, from the time we start the save. Um, so I can only but anticipate this will take us right up to the wire. It's a hell of a challenge. I've got a bit of a history of like taking on these silly ideas with the, the GOAT challenge and the Achievement Hunter. So uh, yeah, let's let's see where this one can go. I'm looking forward to being 25 seasons in and we have got some absolute incredible wonder kids that we can just cruise to the to the end but it's this first bit that's going to be really difficult and we got to set it up and we can't just go and put it on my normal never never you know put it on a little woods catalog we can't do that because i've got to make sure that this club is is it, this is my club forever now so yeah and if i get sacked then <laughs> that was a quick one i will i've got i got a backup but we'll hopefully we should be good Humbless. mr madden Yes, uh, I'm still doing what I'm doing until it all goes south. Um, so I think I told you last time, the plan is to... You did tell us last time, then you, you put the blog post before the pod came out. Oh, that sounds about right. Just to remind that you, was, yeah. That was a good week. I enjoyed oh, yeah. that week. I'm, I'm glad we brought that back up again. Yeah, me too. Um, so that's the the plan is uh, to go to the Netherlands. Um, I'm obviously doing a save that involves some editor... Just for Joe and Duke mainly. Oh, of course. Enjoy. Oh, I was um, mention it, mate. No, never. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go in. Um, now, I'm Matt, probably the only one the that... Line, Matt. Matt, do the... do the line. Just do the line. You, you want, want it all, it all. bloody cheating. You've seen me play this game. It wins nothing. No, not going to doesn't apply to. You win the hearts, Matt. That's all that matters. I'm kind of the only one here that hopes it doesn't come out at midnight because the first thing I need to do is set this save up and Matt of all people knows about setting saves up you know whether where there's storylines and you know have to do have to do a few things I also have some kits I need to upload and I'll probably make a balls of that and there's a few hours of admin to go into before I can actually start playing so if it comes out at midnight tonight I'm probably not going to bed and I am working a half day tomorrow 
but I do have to be up in the morning at least. Oh. And then uh, I'm not, I'm unfortunately haven't managed to swing the whole day off. So I have a few meetings in the morning. So about, from about two o'clock, um, I'm, I'm going to play some FM 23 proper. But if it, if it does come out at midnight tonight on the day of recording, it's Monday evening. I'm going to be up for about four hours, <laughs> limited sleep, and then we can be ready Do to go in the afternoon. You've plenty of time to set those kits up, Sunshine. The kits are ready, in yeah. fairness, but I'll just make a balls of um, uploading it because I'm not very intelligent. Um, to be fair, the only meeting you've got tomorrow is an AA, so you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's... it's <laughs> it's Irish. It doesn't exist in Ireland. Does it not? <laughs> no. You're talking about the uh, the road cover, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, apparently so. Yeah, I work for the A. Gonna get you're gonna get some angry one single tweet or uh, slash DM about that. Okay. It can I'm be done. Over it. Uh, um so if yes, you anyway. Like to DM me, feel free to it. Dave has a party. <laughs> Never heard of him. So yes, Matt, we're gonna be going I'm gonna go to the editor and click a little button that says extinct to deselect it for a club called HFC Harlem. HSC Harlem, our Rude Hullet's first ever club. Um, he was born in the city of Harlem as well, so we've got a nice little kit going with the uh, with the city kind of um, kind of planted onto it. And the idea of the save then is basically to rebuild that club. They were extinct in two thousand and ten, so we're going to basically reinstate them. There'll be no players and no staff, so we're kind of starting from scratch. Um, one thing I need to do is kind of figure out, and I'm I'm open to advice here, how to set the budgets. And Matt, I know you kind of did a bit of a creative club before. I was thinking of looking at the other kind of 19 teams in the league and maybe putting myself in the middle or, or, or top half in terms of budgets and all of that. Obviously, bearing in mind the story is that Rude Hullet is, is our esteemed kind of club owner. Um, but I don't want to overdo it either. I want to be careful um, with that. So that's, that's one thing I'll need to kind of suss out once I kind of get access to it all. And then from there, the notion is quite simple, sexy football. Um, basically, uh, as we progress, trying to sign as many players as we can that are, I suppose, quite high up in the more, uh, more I suppose, attractive elements of football. So looking at flair, technique, first touch, passing, bit of pace, vision, all that kind of stuff. Um, and again, really just trying to see if we can see it in the match engine, replicate it to see some nice animations and, and see what, what's in there, really focusing on that type of creative football. Um, and God only knows what happens then from a defensive perspective, because we'll probably... You know, like Dupe said, he likes those games um, where you win 4-3, so it's just about scoring more than the others. That's probably what's going to happen here. If we score it all. Uh, don't don't forget about reputation as well as money. Ah, yes. yeah, I mean, they need to kind of sit going so like they need to be kind yeah. of relatively level. Um, if in doubt, I'll be perfectly honest, if in doubt, just go lower. Um, yeah, and, and that's probably what I would do yourself. in fairness, yeah. Because uh, we know how we will literally just call you a cheating fucker. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> Fair point. Uh, just, just, yeah. just start an administration, league. to be honest. That's mate. what I'm going to do. Yeah, I was thinking. Just fucking think of a new save, mate. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, I have this other one. Uh, I have this other idea of uh, southern, but no, we won't go there. Um, I think Joe, like to your point, my idea was to probably just bang open a spreadsheet, open the editor, throw it all in, and average the whole lot and see where I get on. This club is obviously yeah, in the editor true. already. I'm not creating them from scratch, so I assume, and I didn't even think to check it in the FM22 editor. I assume there'll be some kind of reputation there already. Um, even though their flag is extinct, extinct but it, be. there won't be. Okay, so then we gotta then we gotta figure it out. So that's again, as I said, I'll be up till five o'clock in the morning doing that all night. I'll report back. The only things you'll need to check is stadium and facilities, and, yeah, yeah, and facilities and everything like that to make sure that they are 
actually present or else you end up in some weird ground share situation. The stadium is there, I believe, um, because I did look at that one actually in the FM22. Make sure it's actually not like, whilst the club are extinct, make sure it's an active stadium because some of them will be listed as inactive. And not on a golf course either. Yeah, don't do that. And to be fair, it's not in England, so you could just get FM Steve. He won't fuck it up if it's not in England. Send me his number. Yeah. I'll be fine. I'm going to start this save about seven times, I'd say, before I actually do it right. Yeah, you've you've got to do a couple of tests to make sure it's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all part of the fun, really, isn't it? So there's no rush. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, Mad, I know we're on a podcast, but if you do need help, just don't fucking ask me, mate. I'll (laughs) ring Dave. (laughs) Anyway. Grow up. um, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going the opposite to Mad. I'm going unsexy football with Millwall. Um, starting with Millwall purely because it's the no one likes us, we don't care. That's a, a Millwall thing. Um, and a little bit to do with what the Spurs save I had in FM22. I'm playing the teams that you shouldn't play with because they're rivals with the club that you support. And it actually was quite enjoyable. So I'm going to start there. They've got a good basis. Obviously, they've got a reputation of being, you know, knobhead football club. I'd like to play three at the back, but having tested it in the beta, it's hopefully on release, it will be different. Um, but they've got, they've actually got quite a decent little championship side, to be honest. And I think if I can just play football that frustrates people and then set pieces and just all the horrible stuff about FM, you know, let them have a higher XG and I still win, get loads of red cards. You know, I, I did test it in the beta to be fair, where I, when I went into the code of conduct, um, I basically wouldn't, didn't give many fines Tremendous. for getting booked or suspend, suspensions. Mm. And they all got the ump saying, what's the point in having a code of conduct? So I fined them all. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought, you know, all the, yes! all the things that annoy you, like you go into press conferences, you just tap, 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 like space bar bashing. Storm out. Um, no, I thought, you know what? I declined the first date. Like, you know, when you're doing your press conference, I just declined them. Oh, new signing, decline them. You know, and then the, the press hate you. And I'm like, this is what I like. I'm going to do everything like the opposite of what normally happens in football manager. I'm going to be horrible to the press. I'm going to slag off other managers. I'm, I'm just basically going to be an absolute knob in FM and see how it plays out. It, it might work, it might not, but I find, you know, 433, Gagan Press. Just ain't, ain't for me at the moment, so I thought of doing it a different way. I absolutely love this. I mean, I can George, there's two things in my mind. One is I can picture you actually typing commentary, you know, the open text field when you're doing the media responses. 100%. I can picture you doing that and tweeting some of them. Um, hopefully, that'll be PC, probably not. Um, the only thing, like, do, do you think that because you know the game is designed. Obviously, like it wants us to interact with the media. It wants us to do, you know, like like you said, club conduct. It it doesn't want us to do certain things. Do you think that could become an issue? Do you think it might actually? I don't want to oh, say backfire, but um, hundred percent, it's going to cock up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But I think with all the press and everything like that, it's, I've never been in that position where because I don't plan it just to be a mill save. Like I'd like to basically have this reputation. You know, Simeone, Big Sam, Tony mm. Bullis, like. Managers like that that have just got this distinct shithousery about them. Yeah. And I'd like that to be my character. But, you know, and I'm happy to move on, go to different clubs and just kind of, you know, I think winning 
is still important, but I want to win dirty, you know, and I want to make sure that players are getting snapped. And I mean, honestly, when you try and get people sent off, it it's quite difficult, but you do get two footers. Two footers, it's quite yeah, the two footers there. Yeah. Like I've, and I'll go, I'll go for it. I I do plan to blog it, but I'm not going to put pressure on myself to do it because I'm actually looking forward to playing it. But it's like going back to the old school ways of when you're doing your opposition instructions, finding that player that's got like no bravery, like the lowest bravery, and just go right. Everybody fucking destroying this bloke, you know. Just really try and shit them up, and you know, just get your beauty. Like, and I was putting centre halves. So I put them up front, like to just play against other centre halves that are a bit weak, and just fucking body them. So it's all it's all little things like that. I, I'm gonna I'm basically just gonna rip it up. No, I'm gonna tear it up. That's the tagline at the moment, it. And uh, just see if it's different. Like Joe, you could you know you could do a midfield square at two and two. Um, yep. of all ball winning midfielders because you know ball winning midfielders they just love yellow and red cards that would be but they're also just fucking crazy yeah but that's bad enough that a keeper can just kick it to the striker if I don't want to fucking be like <laughs> Moses and just part the fucking midfield <laughs> <laughs> just parting the parting in the middle looking forward to it Joe you need to um, you need to get did Diego Cer- Simeone as one of your favourite personnel or you know whatever you know the relationship that's the dream yeah. I call him a <laughs> Plan to have no oh, relationships with any managers. <laughs> or people. Cheers, Joe. Uh, it's lovely. quite funny, though, when you scout for players with high aggression. There's not that many. Like, oh, really? Not as, many as, you, for not you. as many as you think. So and I mean Mill will start with no money anyway, so it's that's not a problem. But it's that's the difficult thing as well because you're looking at players going. Actually, you're a bit soft for what I want, but I've kind of got you for a season. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> Lovely. And then I'll round us off. I finally made a decision about what I'm going to do because I had a few ideas that I was <clears throat> pondering over, and I have settled upon. Uh, going with Kettering Town, yes, because because it's their 150 year anniversary this season, so I felt like it would be a a better well better time than any other than to actually start. You know, they actually famously started the managerial career of one Ron Atkinson back in the 70s, um, and I've had a few relatively famous managers, at least non-league kind of. Paul Gascoigne famously spent. 40 days there in 2005. Graham Wesley had a, a short stint there. And then um, that's pretty much... The, oh, and Mark Cooper as well is probably the one of the more famous names on there who left to go to Peterborough and got sacked very quickly and then ended up back there for a, a bit of time in the early noughties. No, not, not early noughties, early t- uh, 20-teens or whatever they call it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I've had a... A quick look around the team. They have a goalkeeper who is ridiculously high rated for the league, and I don't know why. Um, to be honest, I've seen him in real life. He's not that amazing. And they currently have a guy from Derby on loan, Harrison Folks, I think his name is. Um, so yeah, I th- I don't know whether the research is on a mad one or what, but it wasn't even like he's come from a big club. But he's he's like a five star player in comparison to the the rest of the players in that team. So I'm looking forward to 
starting off in the doldrums of English football and will stick with them. The highest I've ever got Kettering to in like prior saves years ago is like probably League One, I think, before I've jumped ship, maybe even just League Two. So there's quite a few jumps to get there, but they've never actually been in the Football League ever. So it's it'll you know, it'll be a good thing to just get into the Football League. And then obviously see how far I can take them. There's no real proper rivalry to speak of. There is kind of one with Northampton Town just for like local reasons, but they've never been in the same division. Obviously, Russian Diamonds are no longer a thing. AFC Russian Diamonds are a few divisions lower, so there isn't really a, a huge amount of crossover there. I think people wish there was like a rivalry there, but there just isn't. So um, there's there's opportunities to make my own rivalries as uh, we hopefully ascend the league structure, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, nice and nice and simple. Nothing really planned behind it as such. No real idea of how I'm going to play, how I'm going to set up. I have I had a quick look at the the players available um, before I started the the mess around with Forest, but that's pretty much as far as I've got. Bettering Kettering. 2.0 match, right? I mean, I don't. I don't think we can really class it as 2.0. The other one, I think we got happen. about halfway through a stream, and then that was it. So, um, <laughs> been there so before. This time there'll be a, a bit more time spent with it. So. Are you, you going to do any content? Do you think, or is it just going to be a pod up? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm not going to commit to doing something I inevitably won't end up doing. But if I have time. Then, then may may well be, but um, hear about it on the podcast. As a as a minimum, yes, absolutely. Also, it depends on how sort of how (laughs) how deep I get into it because I do like on the save I had last year. There were periods of time where I just was really hooked on it and just played it every day. And there are other times when it's like either I'm struggling or maybe it's too easy at one point. And the kind of like um, I'm a bit bored of this at the moment, so I put it down for a week. Um, so yeah, we'll just we'll see how it goes. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of history in that. T- like they were founded in 1872, so they are one of the older teams to exist ever. How have they never um, played in the football league? Because they're shit. Well, yeah, but <laughs> can you? I, I mean, like, you obviously can. Small... Can you be shit for 150 years straight? I suppose you can. But the thing is, like. The obviously for for younguns they may not realise this, but you used to have to get voted into the the football league mm. out of on on league, so there wasn't a promotion relegation, and they were close to be like they were they were close to being voted in, but never actually got the votes to be voted in, and so they would have probably been if they'd have been a bit more chummy with the the teams around them, but they uh, they were never voted in at that point and then they just haven't been close enough since promotion and relegation were a thing and the subsequent restructures obviously there there was a lot of financial turmoil around the sort of 2012 the team nearly got wound up completely so Nen Park which is where Richmond Diamonds used to play at and Kettering moved to uh, it has a I mean it's it's now just a pile of rubble and a flat surface because it, the ground got demolished, but it doesn't doesn't really bode well if any other team were to go and build a stadium on it. That ground is seems to be cursed 
because two the two teams that have played at that ground have subsequent or almost been wound up and one definitely has in Rushton Diamonds. So it's um so yeah. Plus the fact that locally it's just Northamptonshire is not a hotbed of footballing talent. Uh, Northampton is more famous for rugby with Northampton Saints. Mm. So it we just don't seem to have a lot of famous footballers from from this area. There uh, anyone remember Tre- Trevor Benjamin? No. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Birmingham Birmingham? <laughs> no. Was he a Birmingham once? Leicester. He Leicester. was at Leicester for a Blue. But yeah, uh, Phil Neal is probably the most famous one, and he's been retired for at least thirty years. He did play for Liverpool and has won won the uh, European Champions Cup or whatever it was called at that point. But he uh, he's the most famous person who's probably originated from this area, and that's recently. So maybe that's a a, a little sub goal, uh, a little. Doth of one's cap to your northern boys, Savers, to maybe get some local lads through at some point and see if we can build the the reputation of the the county, if nothing else, in terms of footballing talent. But we'll get there uh, at some point, whether it is through me buying beautiful Wonder Kids or making our own, I guess. We'll see. It's going to take a while either way. Maybe not as long as Dupes, but it's <laughs> no. going to take a while. I've heard that before. Hmm. Uh, okay building a scouting network gentlemen um obviously there has been a big update in fm23 with how scouting now works and we'd originally slated this topic pre to fm23 being released in fact i think it's pre it being announced so it's been on the the back burner for quite a while and so I guess we kind of need to factor in the changes with FM23. Obviously, this how scouting works is is one thing, but I, what I think we're talking about more here is actually putting together backroom staff and your scout, the actual scouts that formulate your network of um, of knowledge. I think we'll we'll call it because it's almost alliteration, even though it's not. I was just going to say, Mac, if I if I went one step backwards really quickly, because when you think about scouting and casting the net and before you go into the backroom staff and all of that, I guess a lot of it, the big decision is the, the player database that you start with, right? So I, I was just kind of wanted to throw it out there. Like, I've, you know, obviously you can toy around to see what your machine can handle. And for me, I'm kind of like 50, 40 to 50 is a reasonable number. I'm just curious to hear what you lads, you know, have you thought about it for well, this year? What's you normally talking? Yeah. 50,000 yeah, players, 50, players yeah. to search. Yeah. If you want a top tip, go go one step further back than that. When you create your manager, well, I suppose, no, it's not, is it? You create a manager after that. So the next yeah. step, creating your manager, if you have them as a dual nationality. Mm. Yeah, knowledge, all right? Just saying. Hacks. I am half Irish and half Brazilian. <clears throat> yeah, apparently, yeah. Uh, with my new 1860 save, I am actually half. German. Um, That'll be the source. I want to say it too loudly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, just spend so much. Like um, you're saying, yeah. It, obviously, where where your loading players will have a big impact. But as I say, with the manager bit, that is a trick. I've never used it to be honest, but I've read about it and I was like, Do you know what? That's very clever. If you have dual nationality, and then when you're selecting your attributes, obviously player knowledge mm. will increase 
what you're doing. So from the start, you can have a head start if you're that winning by fucking cheating. <laughs> well, we know you do, Matt. Uh, in terms of, I, I think the Blackburn Olympic save kind of told me that there is a finite limit, especially when you're playing lower down. Um, I wouldn't go above 100,000 players if mm. you want to get through if you hope hoping for a save to last because your saves will get enormous very quickly yeah but also in terms of processing time it doesn't matter how like, there is a glass ceiling for how well you can spend like thousands on a pc and at some point the number crunching gets too much and it will become overwhelmed <laughs> so yeah over, anything over 100,000 and i think you're going to be asking for a lot of pain mm. unless you are particularly slow and you won't only get through five seasons and then in which case you'll probably be fine and you get the level of emer- level, level of immersion that you're looking for uh, but yeah that that's i think i usually probably have around seven leagues loaded large database that's probably my my usual standard and it's like the the, the big big european leagues a couple of the smaller ones and then maybe a Brazil and Argentina, depending on where obviously I'm I'm starting off. You can obviously add leagues as you go as well and remove the ones where if you mm. if you started a journeyman, you don't have to stick to the same ones. So that can move around as you do. It's it's a big it's a big part of it, right? Especially if you know, because we're gonna talk about scouting networks. I know we're on a, on a tangent, but thinking about where you're gonna go, like when I did that Angers save, I knew that I was gonna go kind of French only, but obviously I was looking at neighbouring countries and then look at some of the African countries, just thinking that's how I'll maximise access to kind of homegrown and, and channels and pathways and all that. So for this one now, I'm doing obviously be looking at a lot of Dutch talent, but I'm going to have a little think about where, where would I like these players to come from, thinking about, you know, sexy football and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, just something to think about. And dual nationalities, of course, Joe. Yes. Uh, if we get on to scouting networks, then I think you really need to look at what, why you want to build one first i mean that's the question to ask yourself what what makes you want one because if i go back to breaking barca when i've done that you know if you're a club that you're trying to rectify finances and you're not looking to spend money why have a recruitment team to start with okay so get rid of them and save the money you realistically only want um maybe well, it depends on the size of your club, but obviously to scout your opposition, that's that's where you're going to go there. But so you've got the financial side. Get rid of them if you don't need them. Um, if you're looking for scouting your opposition, then obviously you need to have scouts with good judging potential ability, good tactical knowledge. I suppose um, you'll be looking if you're setting one up for finding first team players, and obviously again it's judging player ability. And then wonder kids, you want both judging player potential and judging player ability. But again, it depends what you want from your scouting teams. It's very easy to just go out and sign all the scouts, but it depends what you're looking for. So that's the first thing I would say you have in your mind is what am I doing with this scouting team? What can you do as well? Like within the size of the club you are within your means, you know, you could you can look at everyone, you can see all the players. You might be able to sign you might be able to only assign a really fraction of them based on your wage budget, based on the interest, the reputation. So, you know, it, it's it's a great thing to get into. It's it's a very easy thing to do is I'm going to bolster the hell out of this, you know, backroom team and just maximize everything and try and have all of the different countries covered. But again, depending on what, what size of club you are and the reputation, 
it's all well and good to be able to see it's like window shopping you can you can see them and you can or it's like when dupe goes outside you can look but you can't touch you know that's how it works it's very it's very much you you it's tip for tat you have to pick one if you're at a lower level do you want some good scouts where your your pool is probably going to be a bit smaller to actually have so when you are getting these reports in they are very good or do you kind of take a step back from that and just go and get get scouts that know the areas that you want to go to. I think, especially lower level, you're going to struggle to get both in the one, in one go. Um, but there's lots of things in the search uh, bar when you actually search. You can search for uh, nation's knowledge level, and you can go in and you can just put the nations that you are looking for. Um, complete, partial, um, outstanding, all this stuff, levels of, uh, of knowledge you can actually go and search. So if you are looking for, I don't know, like the... The, the Eastern Bloc, you can kind of select all of those areas. And, and but I don't think, I think you'll struggle to find someone that can do both at those lower levels. Obviously, when you get higher, you better do more. And also, nationality comes into play as well. Just um, a bit like Joe was talking about with the manager earlier. They might have good knowledge levels in these areas, but if you have a second nationality, you just magically have a good knowledge in that area too. I've, I think I've struggled over the past couple of years, particularly when you've... In fact, it was, it was only once I got to Atletico where I actually had the funds to be able to properly build out uh, an actual scouting team that could do both, as you're suggesting, Duke, that were both good scouts as well as having the knowledge of their respective areas and also not have the issue of Brexit and having the difficulty to either sign the staff in the first place or sign players from those areas that the scouts were recommended, which is obviously another issue that if you are based in England that you will potentially have that you're going to get you can build this amazing scouting network but you're always going to be suggested to sign players from areas that will never get a work permit or you're going to struggle to get a work permit until they've reached a certain number of caps in which case it's kind of like I'm um, is there much point in me scouting Colombia if I know that I can't unless until they they hit the magical caps number I can't even get them. And then by that point, they're 22 and they're worth way much more than I can actually afford. It's funny. The more I think about it, like I think when I was younger, I would be always trying to cast the net out wide and have all these places covered in the map and everything. But like more recently, obviously, as you can see with the saves I do, I get a little bit kind of, you know, tunnel vision when I'm looking at certain things. I remember doing a save a while back. I think it was the save I did in Germany. And I had this big Irish theme to it, right? But I wasn't kind of limited to it. I was just trying to kind of push it. But at one point I was just like, and it's probably because of the whole Croatia World Cup recency bias. I was like, I, I want to I see what's going on in Croatia. So I added the league, I think, you know, the year before. And just kind of put all the eggs into the Croatia basket. Like, let's find out everything we can about this league. Let's, you know, let's go down through all of the different teams, you know, trying to get the scouting knowledge up. And then even, you know, myself, like, arranging some friendlies and just having a good scout around. We ended up finding a striker. I'll always remember because his name is Noel Bilic and I was convinced he must be Slavin Bilic's son or nephew and he was neither. Uh, but he was really, really good. He's a real player. Um, but he's he's never been remarkable in FM since. Like that was FM20. So the last two years and probably this one, he's he's not nothing to write home about. But just at that one point, I felt like I found a striker I'd never heard of that no one else had found. And he banged for us once we once we brought him in. So I like that idea of like, you know, you're talking about the network, but one approach is to kind of country by country. Okay, I really like Switzerland. 
I'm going to find out everything I need to know about Switzerland, put it whatever scouts are there into all the different levels and leagues. And then if anything comes up, great. If not, move on and, and do it in that kind of way. Can I, I don't, I mean, this isn't my way of playing, but if you want to kind of have access to everyone's information don't without having to build a really good don't scouting system and being very cheap and, you can disable attribute masking. Don't say uh, it. It's not for everyone, granted. Um, but it is if it's a good way if you are new to the game, if you are new to having to play this game and and having to dive deep into the the realms of 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 this world, then this, it hurts to say it, Matt. But disabling attribute masking can really help you find some really good gems. Only without... if only if you're scouting by attributes, though. Yes, you would have to yeah. scout by attributes. They, the team. This, would... this is the argument: is that if you if you scout by attributes, you, when you've got it kind of disabled, mm. that's the kind of you know, I suppose where people get triggered by it because you mm. are literally searching you're, you're, you're by attributes. You're hand picking, right? Whereas you if are... you're actually still going through and man, like you can go and manually look at players, you know, and you're, it's not so bad because you're still taking a bit of. You're you're taking a punt on it. It's very much risk unless you literally went through every single player in a squad mm. to try and find it. But yeah, it's it's a it's a start. It's there for a reason, isn't it? Because it it helps people find what they're looking for, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, if I want to find a big, fast, pacey striker that's got good composure and good finishing, I can literally ask for that, and I find it right. Um, that. Exactly that. Some people do get triggered about. When you say go in and search through in every single player, you're still scouting them by attributes. So you're not, I mean, you're not doing anything different that way. Because all you're doing is instead of having a long list and having them uh, numbered in in a certain order because of their that that's the guy that's got the, high, the highest amount of finishing. Even though you're having to click on every single one, you are still you have all that data for you. So it is a little bit, still a little bit. I'm not going to say cheat. It doesn't, play it doesn't come up in. Play. It won't come up in your player search if you haven't got the knowledge, though. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm, fair not, point. I'm not a for. Like, I never play. No. 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 But I, I, I think it's something, so something we need to speak I about. I don't know there. why it triggers people so much, and it's not really anything to do with a scouting network. But it's one of them that I, it's another one of things I don't give a fuck. Play it how you like. Yeah. But it's what I, what I find funny is you do see people playing it. All the attributes are on screen, and then they still scout them. Why are yeah. you scouting? Oh, I've never seen that. Found them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, well, I don't no, get I, it. I guess there is. I mean, again, tangent RS, but there is benefits to scouting them for. You can get your scout report, and you can find out whether they like big games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yes, it is, seems a little bit pointless when you have everything there already. There are some bits that would come on a scout report that you wouldn't see from an attribute screen, um, but. You know, there's a. I think it's it. You're right. It doesn't really. It is off topic, but I think it is something that uh, I think we 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 should cover and we have covered. Obviously, I think all like it, obviously yes it has benefits, but you it it does actually have you bypass something that's quite an interesting part of the game, uh, in particularly in terms of reward and satisfaction. Like we've all been there, unearthing a player, you know, in some obscure league through your scouts that you've recruited yourself. Mm-hmm. Or through your adventures and and browsing and sitting there for four hours scrolling through leagues, like when it happens and you sign a player and he scores that first goal, that for me far outweighs the time saved of 
not having it, you know. But like as you said, like it's it's there in the game because you know play the game how you like, and everyone should. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than scrolling through, like you said, looking through, taking the punts, like Joe said, on these players because of their ranges is five to seventeen, and and the more that they get scouted, it, it kind of hones in on it, and it, mm. it is a little bit of uh, a bit of a game show uh, of each time you go on them, you know a little bit more and a little bit more, but. Like you said, very rewarding uh, when you do go, and and it's very rewarding the way you can scout and you can you could do. It. It's very new to me. It's not something that I've did in the past until kind of us getting together. But having to set all of the scout and stuff, and actually going out and and getting my scouts to do the work for me instead of me doing the work and then going actually just have a look at this guy um, to actually go in and kind of set the focus and say this is what I want. This is the sort of player I want first team player this sort of age go and find who's the best and then we hone in on that and it it does bring up some good players it does bring up some terrible players but it's always good to to have that knowledge i don't think i've ever set a scouting focus have you not it's really something i've only recently done i literally i go through it and i basically do all my scouting i kind of i call it manual scouting my scouts are still out doing it it's all set by the chief scout or whoever's doing it but which will always bring bring up players that you kind of go, oh, I'll have a look at that. But I pretty much, when I'm doing my scouting, I go through teams, leagues. Leagues I've got loaded, I'm looking at the, like, who, basically the, the player stats of who's performing, who's doing well. And then I start going through, like, the national teams and things like that. And I, I basically just go through manually and just spend hours searching for people. And then I'll ask the scouts to go and see them. Uh, because obviously you have a, I don't know, I suppose it's when you play the game for so long, you have a, a rough idea of where to look, what to, yeah. So I do it myself because I don't... This, uh, That's because you've played CM, Joe, right? That Like back in the CM days, you kind of had to do that. You know, I think, I mean, it was part of the excitement as well, but I remember doing that in CM. Sweden under 19s and, you know, I think you, you need I to... I think it's just the thing yeah. that I kind of, I do it, you know, and I'm one of them sad people that I, I will, if I find a player... I want to go and watch the match that they're playing in to mm. see what, how they're playing in that position. I know it sounds weird because it's not real life, but I still go, like, I remember in the Spurs, no, in the Villarreal save, they'd signed a young Argentinian, shocked that I was looking at him, but he <laughs> he was good enough for my first team, but he it's the normal thing, Premier League club, just stock up on players, so he was playing in their under-23s, but he was playing in a 10, and I thought, I'm going to go and watch. And I literally watched a reserve match for Tottenham Hotspurs, like the under-23s, and just watched this guy play in a 10. And he was just like dropping off, getting the ball, knocking it out wide, then arriving late into the box. He scored a couple of bangers from outside the box. And I'm watching him going, well, that's the guy I want to sign. You know, because I've, I've kind of You've found him. Yeah. He's kind of, I know he's playing in the under-23s for Spurs, but I've kind of found him and then I've gone, I go and have a little watch just to see how he plays in the match engine. And and I will always send my scouts. So it's it, like Dupe said earlier, it's the enjoys big big matches, you know, their personality traits and something obviously part of your backroom team. Like if you've got recruitment and analysts, you'll get some statistical advice as well. So it's always nice to just have that to look look on if you're going to compare. If you've got a couple of players you're looking at, it's that I kind of use that as my my second pair of eyes, I suppose. I think something that I didn't know, and I don't know that this is in previous games, and this shows you how kind of not much I use it. But on the scouting tab, you have a thing called scouting coverage. You can go in there. It says scouting assignments. 
and it kind of shows you your kind of world knowledge of what you know and 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 all that jazz. But what it also does is it has team and match uh, match and team analysis where you can go in and you can actually set who, um you all the fixtures that you want to go and watch. You can search for via certain teams, certain fixtures. And this to me looks pretty new. And I I'd hate to think that this has been in the game before because I haven't seen these screens before. But you can go in and you can see like what games are on and when and how you can how you want to go and that is, watch the games. That is all new. But that is you all could, new. You could you could always have a thing is it always used to be that you could have a scout scout the next opposition. And then yep. obviously subsequently we've now had recruitment analysts added to the game as well and they kind of double up as a they obviously they'll go out and collect the stats from the mm. game whereas the scouts will bring you reports of opposition players sans stats so you you kind of have to double dip as a way like at least you had to and whereas now with the updates to fm23 you kind of have it all in that same hub area so you've got both data as well as the anecdotal scout reports coming back for those fixtures it's yeah, quite it's... A, a refreshing thing. Sorry, dude. Um, Sorry. It was, do you remember, it came in as data analysts. Yeah. So it done both. Like, you, where now you've got performance analysts and recruitment. Now you've now they're split. And then when you go into your scouting reports, you've got scout report, analyst report. So it is quite nice. You know that where we always say you have the initial dropping of a feature. And then in a couple of additions time, it's kind of spread its wings and it's a fully fledged part of the game. Yeah, I mean, you can literally go on here and and I, I can I'm I'm seeing this for the first time as we speak. But you can go in and you can you can select, for example, the Spanish first division the fixtures this week, and I can send scouts to what game I want, and it's all here at a click of a button, and it all looks really nice and easy to use. And then they go off of what your recruitment focus is, and yeah, that's something that has gone under under the radar with me. But that's something that I probably would use a lot more when, especially when I'm doing my main save. It's something that would uh, entice me. I take it back, lads. You know how I was saying I was kind of like hoping it doesn't come out at midnight. I can't wait to play this new save now after this conversation. I'm just itch. I'm ready. Like I'm ready to uh, just get headfirst into it. And you got about ten euros, and you can't sign anyone. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> that's the story. That's like Trials the, to everyone. That's like me in the pub. <laughs> he's lying because he's setting the budget so he can be as much as he wants. Yes. Well, he can do that on the first test. Just yeah, so can, well, and then there. until they break it, he can have his little like non-blog save where he's just running it alongside. Where he's just wonder kids galore. Here's what I could have won. <laughs> uh, I think I think kind of in closing, it's building a scouting network. I think, as I said at the start, decide what what you want the scouting network to be. So, you know, identify what you want from a scouting network. Stay on top of it. Because I think sometimes you, when you forget about it, you start building up lists. Like one thing I do with scouting lists, I clear them all the time. I'll just go clear. I'm yeah, fed up of getting a Just clear it. Start again. And just again, it just refreshes what's going on. Um, one thing we didn't add, obviously, to increase your scouting knowledge is affiliations. Mm. Um, so sharing scouting knowledge is something that you can do via affiliations. So that's a bit of free scouting. I think your staff members that you have as well. If they're different nationalities, would improve improve your knowledge level. So there's little things like that. But I think in the main, it's about you know if you're going to go out and try and build a network, if you want kind of be a Man City and have this global overview, you need to be going and finding scouts. Adaptability 
is a great attribute for them. So the higher rating in that, if they're going to be working abroad or, or coming into the country, you want a higher adaptability rating. Um, and obviously with all scouts, JPP, JPA is what you want to go for. But adapt, adopt the the DDM method, determination, discipline, motivation. That That's like your multiplier for whatever attributes you've got. And it work, It works for all staff, you know, not just recruitment, but build it and then, you know, just start, don't get everyone English, get them from all over the place, all different nationalities and just build, build it up if that's what you want. The only thing I'd add to that, perfect, great, great summary, is when you do a scout or your scouts do provide you a report, literally go into the player and click the report. There's so much more on that information that gets held back. It's not just about looking at the attributes and looking about the um, the player traits. There's so many pros and cons that you can see and you learn a lot more from that player. And there's spits in there that you would want to avoid and it tells you to avoid this player basically uh, in this screen, i.e. doesn't like big matches, gets injured often. It's all in there. And another kind of thing that I always do, if one if I've had a scout give me a report and I'm interested, get another scout to do yeah, good job. So you, you basically can see if there's any co- conflicting information. And Joey, you were talking about watching the games as well. You know, I mean, obviously there's there's the element of I've earned this and I've watched and I've spotted on myself, but watching games has more than more than one purpose, right? Particularly if we think about the pursuit again, you know, the media see you there, the players are where you're there. It, it, it can only help as well. It takes a little bit of time. You can do an only commentary if you really want to, but... Um, obviously, I think doing on key highlights, just seeing a bit of that player has its benefits as well. The other thing I was going to throw in, Joe, as well, you, you kind of triggered me there. You were talking about traits. Um, winds up opponents, Millwall, all oh. over it. There's 379 players in a player search here when I search for it, so I'll have them all. <laughs> um, and just to finish things off, one thing I do, whether it actually makes any difference, uh, and I think it's more of a carryover from scouting in the past, pre-editions of data analysts but having a scout who is looking at your next opposition with good tactical knowledge uh, doesn't yeah. go amiss either because whilst their report may be on the player predominantly they will be able to provide you with feedback that might be important tactically that you may not get otherwise especially when they are viewing the entire team and they're the ones bringing you feedback about they're going to be playing this formation and I don't know whether it helps the accuracy of that but I I would like to think it does even if it's just like a placebo effect and it makes me feel nice and warm inside that you know me pretending to be a manager might be real one day one last little bit to add on to that sorry Matt if you are talking about that next opponent um they introduced the data hub last year on the data hub they have the analytics for that next opponent as well they always highlight five key findings uh it's it's, it's a tangent matt but it's a tangent that um has really helped me in the beta this year is something that i'm using a lot more so get that checked out too there we go loads of little tips right at the end there um, anyway, that does bring episode 274 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all our latest Football Manager content, including the top 10 minimum fee release clauses in FM23, according to uh, Me. It a, a combined effort, or, or is it just a paddles? I had a beer. Yeah, that's Irish FC, but nothing to do with me. 
Okay. It was actually good, so I thought it was Joe. That was a compliment. <laughs> Yikes. It was Five about this potential. time last night that he, he messaged me for a thumbnail. Yeah, it was actually He's actually not <laughs> wrong, is he? <laughs> I was like, we could put this out on Monday. Oh, dear. Thanks, Joe. Uh, <laughs> you're saying thank you now. It's been out 24 hours. <laughs> uh, anyway, Five Star Potential is available on uh, iTunes. I might be there as well, but it uh, is available on iTunes, Spotify, and to most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Another quiz.